0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Sugar Coated. I'm so excited today because I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Robin Fisher, and she's an image consultant and style strategist. She's been named as one of the top fashion professionals in Washington, D.C. by Capital File Magazine, and she specializes in helping women entrepreneurs and women professionals to really hone in on what their style is and what their image is through all sorts of transitions. So welcome to Sugar Coated Robin.
1: Thank you so much, Adrian, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I am so excited
0: to speak to you today. And it obviously, for me, it's obvious. It, it couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> uh, I had just finished up our She Leads Live 2023 conference. And I actually had a little bit of a style crisis. And it's, yeah. (laughs) And I, I mean, I'm not a fashionista, but I definitely have style, a style of my own. And these past couple of years, just because of the pandemic and maybe not being as active as I wanted to be, the clothes that I thought fit me don't.
1: Well, you are not alone, Adrian.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. And I just felt so, I felt like I was trying to stuff myself into a previous version of myself. And it made me so upset because I actually love my clothing. Yes. Yeah. And so I, you know, I want to hear all about you and how you got to be where you are today. And I also want to just get some advice (laughs) and give some advice to the sugar-coated audience because I don't think
1: that I'm alone in in feeling like... Like a sausage stuffed in. Listen, <laughs> into you're, some old clothes. <laughs> you're not alone. We all have gotten out of the habit of getting dressed. And, you know, even for me, I've always loved the art of getting dressed and being prepared. And, but the pandemic just did something. I mean, mm-hmm. where I used to have to be in business casual clothes 80% of the time, you know, with my business and rocking and rolling around DC with my clients and then coming home doing the mom thing. And my personal taste level is not. You know, athletic gear at all. Athleisure never turned me on, but there's something about a good lounge suit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to get used to coming out those leggings just like everybody else. But it really is about retraining ourselves, um, how to get dressed, and then also accepting the transitions that we went through during the pandemic and actually building a wardrobe that functions how we're rocking and rolling now. Because honestly, every woman that I talk to, all of my clients, it's not the same, you know, Mm -hmm. where I'd say that 30, 40% of my clients wardrobe had to be filled with tailored suiting and, you know, all those kind of things where now the percentage down is down to 15, 10, if even that. Okay. Yeah. So mm. it is a hard transition, especially if you are somebody that wasn't used to walking around in sweats, you yeah. know?
0: And that that was definitely me. And I, I also, I came out of corporate, I, I you know, was an entrepreneur, but I was still getting dressed. I was yes. going, I was going into the city, I was going for meetings, I was talking to people. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. Yes. And, and And I stopped and I love fashion, not high fashion, but I just love to look nice. Yes. And I just feel like I don't almost know now, whether it's my age or the weight that I've gained or whatever, but I just don't feel like I look
1: nice anymore. And so I need a ton of tips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The biggest tip is just to really honor your lifestyle first. I think that, and understand what your taste level is. So, you know, I've developed a system called the polished ID system where I really hone in first and foremost, before I work with anybody is their taste level. You know, people will try to fit themselves in a box or dress like how they think they should, when really it should come from the inside. Like what your real personal taste level is what you feel looks good as long as it's appropriate for your environment, you know? And yeah. I think that we've changed so much. Like I said before, I was not a athleisure girl, but now you can find me in, <laughs> you know, coordinating suits. I even just go get this little sweater sets right now since it's winter on Amazon. I have a few different colors and you'll catch me in those where you never would have caught me in something, you know, so casual prior, you know? Yeah. I mean, but the truth is is that my my lifestyle i wouldn't say it's relaxed it's just change and and that's something that I've had to accept and make my wardrobe adapt to that change
0: mm. It's so funny i mean i I feel like this conversation we 're having it's about clothing and style but it is it is more about adapting to the, change the, new, yeah, the, the new reality of, of who we are. Yes. And it's not just our clothes that are different. Like we are fundamentally different yes. too. And maybe this, you know, movement toward being a little bit more cozy is because we need that for our
1: souls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people too that, you know, needed to be outside again too. You know, I've seen it both ways. And I think that the women that are attracted to me are always high functioning, professional women. They may or may not be into fashion, but it still is important to them that they show up a certain way. I think that the confidence comes from that and they know they're ready for business, you know. So even for my clients that aren't returning to the office, that still will be working remotely. And these could be attorneys and finance executives, consultants, all these kind of different industries are still saying, "Okay, we're still going to be working remote. So then, therefore, you have to get your wardrobe ready yeah from the waist up but you can wear some nice pants too so if you get caught on a dime you'll be able to go <laughs> you, you know go. <laughs> you <too> go. <laughs> i love that
0: so let's let's go back let's wind it back cuz you definitely have a inspirational and inspiring story oh, so you. yeah so t- take us back to A Robin in high school, maybe. And how did you sort of get into fashion?
1: Okay. So I think I am the queen of transitions because my story is very interesting. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I grew up alongside my grandmother who was into antiquing. Um, mm-hmm. she also owned a store in San Francisco mm-hmm. and it was a family business so you know her children worked in her business our grandkids worked in her business and so I was uh, right alongside of her you know while she'd be going into estate sales going across the country to pick up merchandise and I she trained me how to identify certain periods of clothing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so I really got into fabrics and details and periods really early but I just didn't know what it was because it was work. You know, I loved going with my grandmother to, you know, her different antique shows. And, you know, also, I remember even really young being in her store and actually doing customer service to help her sell. And then also my mother used to make all the prom dresses and wedding dresses for people in our community and that was her side gig. So sewing wow. machines were always running. Washing machines <laughs> were always running. Irons were always hot. And I just kind of really honestly fell in love with fashion because of presentation. Even though it sounds sexy, I'm really from humble beginnings. And my mom worked in San Francisco when I was a little girl at, at one of the tallest buildings. And I would always be like, I want to go on the 35th floor Something like that. So my grandmother would take me over there. But I would pay attention while I'd be waiting for my mom to come down into the lobby. And my mom would always be immaculately dressed. She's a beautiful woman. Aww. I look just like her, not just <laughs> But she would always be immaculately dressed. I would also pay attention to the people that weren't. You know, Mm. and so I started people watching really early, and I could really tell who were the movers and shakers, who were the interns, who were the assistants. And that's when I think personal presentation was one of the things that I wanted to learn how to do it for myself because I was also coming through different environments where the kids had more than me. Mm. I was blessed to be able to go to private schools and so forth on scholarships. And the worst thing in the world to me is feeling inferior to somebody or feeling insecure in my Mm. own skin. And So I learned how to do my own hair. I learned how to get dressed. Literally, you know, while my other friends' parents were taking them into the stores and buying this and that, you know, sometimes we didn't have the money for that. So literally my grandmother would be like, your outfit's in the basement. (laughs) And so me and my cousins would go right on down there and rummage through. We had no problem with that. And we would reconstruct garments. We would, you know, create our own looks. And I always got compliments. And so it was one of those things that I also had a troubled teen life. You know, I started becoming real rebellious just because of different situations. Mm -hmm. But I realized that the way that people treated me was directly connected to the way that I showed up. So mm-hmm. if I showed up as that rebellious teen, that's what I was going to get. Mm-hmm. If I showed up as the one, you know, had my su- stuff together and looked um, more astute, then that's how people were going to treat me. And so I learned how to manipulate that, especially I didn't enter college until I was 20 because of the, some of those troubles. And I realized that I needed to recreate create my whole get down, Adrian, or else <laughs> I was going to be broke for the rest of my yes. life. And, <laughs> no, ma'am, this fashion needed to be fed somehow. How? (laughs) And so that was the first place I started. You know, at every transition in my life, I always will sit down and strategically. Um, put together a map of how does this version of Robin need to look. So when I started college, I was actually a civil engineering major. I was going hardcore. I had the, you know, smarts to stay there, but I just wasn't interested. And Mm -hmm. I realized that if it wasn't something I was passionate and connected to, was I really going to be in a much better position? You know what I mean? And so I started dibbling and dabbling in fashion courses, but I would never change my major. And finally, a young man that had transitioned into the industrial department for Mm -hmm. industrial engineering, told me about this major because I said, I love business. I love, you know, working with my hands. Growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, I always used to sit at the docks and watch the ports come. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the funnest things I used to do with my grandmother is travel to Denver with her to a cotton mill. And I would watch the whole industrial process of soaking the garments, you know, cotton garments, back white and bleaching them and then soaking them in vats where the yarns came apart and then spinning them back into threads or yarns. Wow. And so I was always intrigued with all of that. So in, it, it was almost like magic where the industrial technology degree that I did it married business and manufacturing. Yeah. And so from there, it's just like, God just took over. You know, I, I was given a couple of internships. My family wasn't even, they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, they were like, ma'am, we're trying to get out of the stores and here you go back in. And I'd always worked retail jobs as well. I just loved retail. And so I was actually hired six months prior to me graduating from college in the industrial design department because I was certified in AutoCAD. Wow. And I my, I was tasked with getting two other interns um, to help me assist their whole department. And this was a a pretty major fashion house, um, Mm. getting them to go into CAD. Okay. So they were taking the hard patterns into the CAD system. And I remember the day the technical designer walked off because she was old school. She just wanted to, you know, do it the old way. She didn't, understand. And I, and as a 50-year-old woman now, I can totally understand. Like, I'm old school too, girl. I get <laughs> you walked out that job. I don't want to learn all this stuff either. But somebody told um, the director, like, do you know Robin is actually an engineering major and um, she's certified in AutoCAD and they came and got me and they were like, can you do this? And I looked at, I was like, this is like eight lines. I know. CAD, CAD, this is easy. They were like, yeah, we're good. We're going to put you on payroll. and This is what you're tasked to do. Wow, so that was a great transition. They hired me on full time. I did that at a part time capacity. And then they hired me on full time once I graduated. And so once again, it was about me transitioning. Now I'm on payroll full time. I took my first paycheck, walked into The Limited, which was a clothing company, bought (laughs) three suits, a black, gray, and navy blue, and I would never wear the pieces together Mm -hmm. because it wasn't appropriate at my level, but I wore them separately because when I looked around, all the people shaking and moving were literally tailored, where the people on my level, associate and assistant level, were kind of, you know, in that San Francisco hit, you could tell they were in the prime of their life. And Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was starting behind because I went into college two years later, I didn't have time to waste. And because I was making a major decision that, you know, Fashion people don't make a lot of money right off the bat. So yeah. I was turning down a lot of money not going into Silicon Valley. And yeah. so I knew, I promised myself, if you don't level out with the rest of your peers in two years, this is not it. You're going to have to go and do something more technical. You know what I mean? In this blah career, exactly <laughs> your face. That's <laughs> how I thought about it because I also interned at a semiconductor con- company and I was like, oh my God, i I'll, <laughs> I'll die if they make me put on this Little hazmat suit or whatever it is, (laughs) I'll die. And so, literally, six months later, once again, God took over, and I was doing, I remember doing really good work. My attention to detail was extremely high. I was very, very serious about my job. And I used to walk past the CFO's office every day going to my office. And so I never said two words to this man. And one of the seniors fell out of this product development tour and it was a world tour. So they were starting off in Asia, they would go over to Europe and then from Europe, they would hop back into the United States, but it was a three week long tour. Mm -hmm. And so she got really ill and couldn't go. And he had seen some of my work, some of the reports that I was giving to my seniors. And so he's, said, well, where's that little girl that just graduated from college that dresses so well? What? He said, she represents our company. I know that we, could pro- we can trust her to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and literally from there, that moment on, Adrienne, they came there like, do you have a passport? No, I don't. <laughs> um you got no. one <laughs> they were like <laughs> we, they got me one within 48 hours Whoa. <laughs> and I was gone with in another 48 and it changed the trajectory of my life it was really one of those things that I say, like, you know what I'm going to keep on because I did, you know, I'm from an urban city. So I spoke with slang, you know, I'm from, you know, just a neighborhood. So I had all the urban girl things rocking and rolling and I was fine with that, but I knew it wasn't appropriate for a business setting, of course, and definitely after watching my mom and my aunts and, and so forth. So I had to train myself. I had to train myself how to speak, how to walk, how to this, how to that. And I did it not to pretend or not to be like somebody else. I did it to make sure I'm showing up 100% as myself in this environment and Mm -hmm. to make sure I was appropriate and ready for anything. And so it worked. (laughs) Man,
0: there there are just so many lessons in everything that you just said. Like, I, I keep going back to, like, how did you... How did you know when you were maybe, like, not going down the right path? Like, what was the thing that woke you up to, like, you can't continue to to do this? I didn't see a future. I didn't see a future.
1: So you were smart enough. Yeah, I didn't see a future. I honestly remember there were dark days. And Mm. I just, I saw all of my because I went to the private schools as well. Yeah. I saw all my friends coming through college and I just wasn't there. I just wasn't there and I knew they were going to have great lives. Mm. When I thought about my future life, I was like, "Girl, you're going to be broke." And I'm not necessarily and not at all a money hungry person, but I believe in a good life and yeah. you know, I didn't want to struggle. And I think that for me, I felt like I'm going to go out betting on myself, put myself in college. I've supported myself through college. I have looked for different opportunities. And I think the burning desire just to succeed in resilience you know, was just like, you know what, you're going to make something out of yourself or you're going to die trying.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny when you think about it. And, you you know, you mentioned your age. And when you think about like, you gave yourself two years, like, that's nothing.
1: (laughs) We were almost in 2024. I'm
0: like, where the heck did the year go? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, if I don't make it in two years, (laughs) I'm out. I'm out of (laughs) here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you know, I've been, I've been building my business for 10 years and it's still new in so many ways. And that's what I love too. You had this vision and nothing was going to get in the way, but, but the same time you didn't sit back and just say, it's going to happen. You actually went out and did it. You worked hard. You also worked hard smart. You saw what was around you. And I, I love that too. I think, I think that when people are exposed and they see something else, it gives them something to anchor onto. Like that's for me. Yeah. Right? And we need to, if we don't have that in our lives and this goes for business and everything, if we don't have that, we need to seek that out. Right. Yeah.
1: I agree hundred I mean, percent.
0: Yeah. So how how do you help women that are, you know, sort of going through transitions? Because there, there is like the young professional and that's a certain vibe, right? And then you get to our age and it's a weird place because like, I don't know. I mean, you look a lot better than I do, but yes. But like at this age, I still feel like incredibly young. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like I'm 53, mm-hmm. right? I I feel like I'm maybe 30. Right. And I want I kind of want to s- sort of still dress like I'm 30. Go ahead. But I but I but you know,
1: with with restrictions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so like how do you how do you how people almost like because it's not just about the clothes that you put on it's the attitude that yes. comes from within so how do you help people to like kind of honor that and also honor like this this youthful spirit that i think that people in our our generation have because yes. we're, we're badasses.
1: we are I, listen we totally are and because i look at my 20 year old son i'm like where's your mom yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I, you belong to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, the thing is, when I was an executive buyer for a major department store, one of the first things that I had to learn is to detach my personal taste level from the, my buys, you know, to mm. be successful. I had to really mm-hmm. meet the market. And that gave me the skill level to really detach myself and not like want everybody to look like me, but to really honor where people are. So Mm. the first thing that's, like I was saying, your personal taste level is what I call your polished ID. Okay. Mm. And when it comes to life and your polished ID is really honoring all the things, your age, what your personal taste is, what your profession is, what kind of lifestyle you have. Okay. Because I believe women need to look good pumping gas at the gas station, coming through the target. Mm -hmm. Like it is very, very possible. You know what I mean? And for me, my client probably starts around 28 and goes up to maybe 60. All right. Mm -hmm. When she's ready to retire. And, I think that that between 28 and 30 is when the break really happens, where it's like this pop culture, let me follow the trend stops because yeah. we've worked. We have put in the work. We've come through our grad schools or coming through our careers and we don't want to look like anybody else. We want to do us. Right. Yeah. And so when I take women through my system, they really honor like how much of a badass they really are. Excuse my language. You know what I mean? And I think that that's where the confidence comes from because you're embracing you. So Mm. for me... I I go through the same exact things as everybody else. Like it took me probably about six months to figure out that I was really about to turn 50. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and my twin brother, I'm a twin. I have a set of twins, but I also that's, am a twin. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was very quick to keep reminding me, but you're about to be 50. But you're about to be 50. <laughs> and so at that time, I did take, took myself through my system. I mm-hmm. literally, what does this mean? It means I need to up my skincare game because, you know, Girl, things is gonna get a little rocky. Okay, <laughs> um, learn how to do that. I also am a very big big advocate of the right tones of color. So mm. one of the jobs that I did when I was working back in San Francisco, and when I do product development for um, private labels for companies that I worked with, is I had to do control the dye lots. Okay, and I had to control the coloring to make sure everything was coming in alignment with the collections. Mm-hmm. And so if you're producing across three or four different factories for one seasonal collection, you have to adjust the colors based on, you know, what's going on in the factory. And so my eye became very honed in on color. And Mm. so a red is not just a red, a blue is not just a blue. And so as we get older, our tones change. Mm. So I just make sure that I'm wearing the right tones of colors Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes me look more youthful, feel more youthful, and also more confident because I know if I step out in an orange or a red or a purple, that it's the right shade that's going to make me look great. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I do. Think anyway that I'm starting to respect the fact, like Robin, you're the OG. You're, you know, people are looking to you for guidance and, and, you know, they also look up to you. So, you know, stand in that. So you won't see me with the mini skirt and the, the drop down cleavage and all that stuff. I'll choose one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you won't see everything showing. So, you know, there's just different things and techniques that I've used that make me still feel youthful. You know, mm. because I'm still going to play with the trends because one of my style personalities is that I'm 33% updated. OK, mm-hmm. um, I am from the fashion industry, but you'll see me anchored in classic, natural, just very timeless silhouettes as well, because I'm 33 percent classic, 33 percent natural and 33 percent updated. OK, wow. and so what I'm not, though, is overly artistic. I'm not overly romantic. I'm not mm-hmm. overly dramatic. Okay, so Mm -hmm. even though I might be attracted to certain things, I've just really learned and I teach my clients how to hone in on their personal taste. So as they start to mature, they're still doing them. You see what I mean? Yeah. I love this. And I love this so much for
0: the women entrepreneurs that are in our audience, because I, I think like when we're talking about transitions, a lot of the women have been in corporate and they're sort of a style, or right. maybe there was before the pandemic or all, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then you become an entrepreneur and then it's your business. Right. And so you have to also reflect Amen. the style of your brand yes. as well. And you have to represent that. Yes. And that that's, I think one of the things that for me, especially this year that I feel like I struggled with, and I also had some just like shoes and and things that, I always wore with, with no problem whatsoever. And this particular year, it was like killing my feet. Yes. And I had to, I didn't have the proper backup. I had like my running sneakers. And so I ha- am seeing some pictures of myself from my conference and I, I couldn't walk around in my shoes anymore. And so I had to put on my running sneakers and I look at the pictures of myself and I'm like, you look like a fool. And I don't want that. Yeah. Because that's not me. I would never choose to do that. If I had some cute little flats with me. Yes. But I didn't think that that I would be feeling like, "Oh my god, my feet hurt." Cuz right. I never did before.
1: Well, the first thing I say, Adrian, is first give yourself grace because yeah. the truth is is that that really is what's happening now. Yeah, What's happening now is that we are changing. We are evolving. We are getting things. And so two years of walking around with no shoes on, our feet changed. Yeah, okay? they did. And so, you know, this is where we have to like, just be like, maybe Clark's isn't a bad look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or oh, maybe they are. <laughs> and check out some of these Monroes that people don't really know are Monroes. Or maybe I need to start investing more in my shoes because Stuart Wiseman ergonomically designs their shoes. So, yeah. you know, these are the things that as we get older, like, you know, I remember the first time I did Fashion Week in New York, I walked <laughs> into a shoe label that I carried and bought into the meeting. And the woman looked at me like I had seven heads. And she said, you been walking around Manhattan with these heels on? I said, oh, yeah. She says, come talk to me when you're 45. She uh-huh. said, you're going to mess up your feet. Oh. And I started laughing. I said, I would never wear anything. I used to trip over my own feet in flats. I couldn't do it. Now a flat is my best friend. A kitten yeah. heel. Jesus. Thank you. Make it yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times people don't realize it, but I'm in comfort shoes. Yeah. And and they don't realize it because I'm styling everything else. So that's just also me being okay with it and honoring my age and keeping it pushing. <laughs> yeah. And so what, I mean, I love this
0: style personality. It, it's so amazing. And I love how you talk about it too. Like I'm 33% this, 33% that. So can people take this like, style personality quiz like on your website yeah that's what
1: comes with my services got it yeah so there is a quiz on my website that's great okay because it lets you know where you are in my process okay um so it will let you know if you need to really go in and figure out what your style personality is it will let you know if you need to learn how to dress your body it will let you know if you need to edit out your wardrobe because you can't figure out things. It will let you know if you need to update your wardrobe, mm-hmm. okay? Meaning you, you, you're you feeling this way because you feel dated, all right? Yeah. Um, and you know, it will let you know if what you need to do is learn how to actually create. So within the phases, it will let you know where you are. And so that's the part that I love about what I do, because what I've learned about high functioning professional women, especially women entrepreneurs, because that's a whole nother beast outside of corporate, um, (laughs) is that we have high attention to detail. We are very about our business. And as long as you give us the facts, we're fine. If you come with some phony baloney, because I'm not an arbitrary stylist, everything I do is with data. Everything, you know, the engineer really comes out of me and I really developed this that, you know, I want my clients to feel empowered and that they understand their their own selves. You know what I'm saying? It's not about me being a style. I just have to go by those definitions, but I'm really more of a teacher. Personal branding is what it's all about. We represent ourselves even if we don't want to. Okay. And so as women in business, it is such a powerhouse to show up, looking the part, walk in a room, own it. Or, you know, one of the things about me is I worked 13 years in the fashion industry as an executive, and I never had a resume. I never submitted a resume for a job. People always, I I know of this girl. I know this girl. Okay. And that is what personal branding is all about. You know, yeah. it really is about having a calling card. You know, um, you you know, we're the CEOs of our own lives and we can dictate how that's gonna go, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have skill levels that are similar. There's a lot of but what makes them different? That was one of the things me being here in Washington, DC, when I first launched. I was booked up by the time I got to six months, the one I first got out. And based on what the capacity I had, because I did have my three kids, but a lot of them were international people. Mm. And that was so intriguing to me because I was like, what is it? Well, they respect how they show up. They didn't want to come in the United States trying to conduct business and they weren't ready. Mm. You know, and that's when I was like, we need to incorporate that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. This is so
0: powerful and it it just, I keep in my head saying like, you know, you, you rebrand your website, you update your, your website, you update your logo. I I think we need to incorporate updating our style and how we're showing up to, because it's all, it's all part of the brand. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, I think especially for women entrepreneurs, it, when we do, you just said it, when we do show up like in that power of knowing that we are looking our best and and what we look like is reflecting who we are and how serious we yes. are, that that is like, it's almost like the key to unlocking like entrepreneurial success. It really is.
1: It is, it It is. is. Because, you know, it only takes about five to seven seconds to develop a first impression. And, you know, that's one of the things that we lose sight on because we're like, who who is somebody to judge us? But it's a natural instinct. It it is. To anybody. You're right, you're right. so if we take that into our control, the world is the limit. It's no stopping yeah. us. Oh my gosh. I need to do a major... <laughs> I, I have been
0: thinking like about my closet and I oh, the only thing that comes to my mind is slash
1: and burn, slash and burn, <laughs> slash and burn. <laughs> You're not alone. The first place, a lot of people right now, they got to make the adjustments, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. once they make the adjustments, like I've been working with women all year round long. Yeah. And they love it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think too, even if you know, they do make the adjustments. You know, for me, I still am very committed to sort of taking off the the weight that I had gained over the pandemic, just for my own personal, the way that I feel about myself. And so I have this like, I don't want to go and get a whole new wardrobe because I'm not going to be (laughs) wearing that. So I need to also find some type of transitional pieces that can, when I do take off the at least some of the weight that I've gained, that it all works together. So yeah, like, I, I'm just I'm so excited to to just learn more about you go to your website. And with that, how can people get in touch with you? How can they work with you?
1: Sure. So you can reach me at polished image and style. Okay. And like I said, I have all kinds of freebies. I have a polished ID playbook that really goes through everything. And, and, and I'm also going to be doing a five day clarity challenge because one of the things Ooh. that women also struggle with when they're creating their personal brand is what should that be and so Mm. we have to have our goals in check and be clear and before we even say okay this is what I need to be projecting and then also like I said I have that great quiz on there that will let you know so you're not struggling you'll know exactly where you are in a process that makes sense that is designed to be repeatable so you know I've I've had so many things happen in my life. I fall apart, come back together, fall apart, come back together. (laughs) But I stay with this process because it really makes sense. It makes sure that I am forever together from the inside out. And, Mm. you know, I just start stepping into the next phase of my life. (laughs) You know, and so that's what it's for.
0: (laughs) I love this. And I'm so impressed with your engineering background and just your level of thoughtfulness when it comes to fashion, because it sort of makes sense. And I think a lot of women entrepreneurs, we turn over our, our knowledge or our trust in ourselves to maybe someone else, but this is honoring the person working together, yes. to develop something that is, is truly personal. And so everything that you're doing really resonates with me. And uh, I, I, I am sure with the sugar-coated audience <laughs> as well. Thank you. So yeah, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'm going to go do the quiz as soon as we
1: we get off. (laughs) I I give a lot of great content. So get on my mailing list. I will. I will send you to retailers. I will take you through all kinds of thoughts, provoking things to really help you level up. And that's what I'm all about. Helping women level up how they show up. I love it, Robin. Well, thank
0: you so much. And we'll put all of those links and all of it in the show notes. And thank you just so much for spending your time with me today. Adrian,
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.